0: The healthcare system can be confusing, frustrating, and at times, downright scary. Here, to help clear up the confusion, putting an end to the frustration, and making it a lot less scary, from Los Angeles, are your hosts, Eric and Roy, on the Informed Patient Show.
1: Medicare is really big on two other criteria when it comes to anything home health-wise, the face-to-face and also the homebound status. Does the homebound status apply to infusions or is that strictly more like physical therapy or or like home health services? Does that affect the infusion services whatsoever?
2: That affects um, more of the home health aspect. Home infusion... Uh, we have patients that that work; they're not mm-hmm. homebound, right? But they receive the infusions at home. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah I want to make sure because I know that's becoming a big buzzword out there. A lot of the patients are hearing the word "homebound" and face-to-face that they have to have a face-to-face with the physician for you know uh, within so many uh, days of receiving the services. So for the infusion, okay, I can see where a lot of pa like when the, the little balls and everything, allowing them to be. Uh, ambulatory okay absolutely all right
0: i had something else i would just want to get your your thoughts on is i know that sometimes like uh the they have that high co-pay and then they can't afford it so but if they the patient uh and the family come into a, like an outpatient infusion center then all of a sudden it's it's covered versus it's not and how does that work I and mean, what or why why is that the, from your like it,
2: well I'll let Cena answer that. That's more of a his field of expertise, I sure,
3: think. Sure. Sure. Um so it, it just depends on the coverage, um, honestly. Because for our uh, major medical plans, like the Edna's Blue Cross Blue Shields, sure. um, we um, and we are actually setting up an ambulatory infusion center inside our offices. Oh wow. I'll give you a tour. But we'll give you a tour of, of the place, and you can see where That'd we're nice. cool. setting it up. The idea being that a, a patients can be able to come into our office and have a nurse infuse their therapy. Um, so it those those plans do pay for both home infusion and coming into an ambulatory center. Um, some of the limitations can be um, when it's uh, when it's a, a Medicaid plan or a Medicare plan. That's uh, that's uh, the benefits are assigned to to like HMO. They'll they'll dictate where they can get those infusions and, and what their coverage is.
0: Okay,
1: there's another area I would like to talk about, and that's uh, at home chemotherapy. Uh, I I how. Right now, in a, well, especially here in California, how how uh, frequent is that, or how uh, common is doing chemotherapy at home now? I think it's uh, not very common. There are, there
2: are some chemotherapies that are that are safe and easily done at home. Five mm-hmm. uh, FU is one chemotherapy that's often done at home. Um, it's usually in an infusion device for forty-eight hours or or sometimes a week. Uh, you can hook up one bag and be attached to your pump and your pouch for, for a couple days or a week. Okay. So that's a common drug that's a uh, chemotherapy drug that's given okay. at home. But uh, many of the chemotherapies are just too toxic to give at home. There are a lot of side okay. effects, a lot of nausea and vomiting. Right. Sometimes allergic reactions. So um, the list of, is pretty small of drugs that are safe to give at home.
1: Okay. So there are a few that can be given at home yes. through a pump. And then for them to have it discontinued, they discontinue at the doctor's office or can it be discontinued at home?
2: It can be discontinued at
1: home. And that's with the nurse coming out? and
2: Yeah, often these patients have ports, uh-huh. so the nurse would come out to disconnect the the pump and remove the Huber needle.
1: Okay. And does the... uh or does the nurse then take because the chemo is still a chemotherapy agent still highly toxic to do does the home health or an infusion nurse bring that like the the chemo the empty chemotherapy bag uh, with them and dispose it in a certain way, or can the patient and family dispose it in a, in like normal trash
2: well whenever we provide chemotherapy at home, if we're the pharmacy that dispenses the drug, mm-hmm. we provide all the protective equipment. Okay. The chemotherapy sharps container, the gown, the chemo gloves, etc. All, okay. all of the things that that we feel um are, are required. Right. So that uh, the chemotherapy doesn't get into the water water system or Sure. Any, but uh sometimes chemotherapy is is initiated in the hospital or in a clinic. Right. And we don't always know that those uh supplies are being provided. Okay. So what we will do, just to be safe, is to prov- provide that chemo sharps container, the chemo gown, the gloves, etc., so that that nurse uh, and that patient's family is not exposed to chemotherapy.
1: Oh, okay, good. So you're taking the proper precautions. Okay, that's 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 really good to know. Thank you. So I think we've uh, touched on uh, pretty much everything we wanted to talk about. Did is there anything else you guys wanted to add, or anything that you? The, how do you
0: see the future of? Uh,
2: oh yeah. Home
1: infusion or?
2: Well, I have a diagnosis of Lyme disease in the United States every year. Wow, that's more than. It's a very prevalent problem, and from a home infusion pharmacy perspective, why do I even care? Uh, if the d- disease is diagnosed and treated early. Uh, With oral antibiotics, it can be treated and cured. Often, these folks are not diagnosed early enough or they're misdiagnosed. They may have a diagnosis of fibromyalgia or something else where the symptoms are very similar. So they end up sometimes requiring IV antibiotics at home and uh, sometimes for several months or years. Oh, wow. Now, the problem is that there are no... Antibiotics that are FDA approved to treat Lyme disease. It's caused by a spirochete that is transmitted by a by a um, a tick. So once you get the the bite, uh, sometimes symptoms may not appear for several months, and the organism can sometimes find itself into the heart, nervous system, and it's very very difficult to treat. So my my one of my issues is that because the drugs that are used to treat Lyme disease, the intravenous of dr- drugs, often are very expensive, and many times the insurance companies won't cover them because they're not FDA-approved to treat Lyme disease. Wow. It's a very, very frustrating thing that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Hmm. So many of our patients are paying cash, um, lots of, you know, thousands of dollars a month for antibiotics, often for months and years because their private insurance companies will deny, deny the reimbursement
1: and what antibiotics are usually used to i mean you know what what have you seen used to treat Lyme disease uh there's doxycycline minocycline
2: mm-hmm. uh cefotaxime uh, ceftriaxone they basically these specialists will um, try the, the, it's called pulse therapy they'll give antibiotics, high doses for five days a week, and you're mm-hmm. off for two. And they may um, uh, alter the drug the next month to so that the, the uh, spirochete doesn't develop resistance. Oh, to. okay. So it's often, and it's very much trial and error.
1: And is there any talk uh, you know, about uh, why the FDA, or just nobody wants to do a, a study, or why is the FDA doing so much pushback on that?
2: Well, a lot of the drugs are already on the market. Um, some of the older generic drugs, like ceftriaxone, mm-hmm. there's nobody, there's no reason for a drug company to, to do clinical trials because they're already, it's, the drug's already on the market. Hmm. So, um, and there's really nothing out there that actively kills this disease. It's a, it's really a, a trial and error kind of a shotgun approach. Okay. And it may take several months or years.
1: That's very and it's interesting. Not,
2: it's not the FDA issue per se; it's that the uh, insurance companies they they'll do whatever they can often to prevent reimbursement. And one of their oldest tricks in the book is, "Well, this drug is not approved by the FDA to treat X, Y, Z disease."
1: Oh, yeah. That's uh. But unfortunately, I would imagine, and and we've seen it. Uh, and this is why while we have the show and while we have the book is um, because you have insurance doesn't really mean you're going to walk in and everything's going to be taken care of. Like somebody's going to walk in one day and, right, guess what? You have Lyme disease. But we have the treatment. Here it is. Oh, but then you Not have covered. to deliver the really bad news to them. And they say, gee whiz, you know, why am I then paying these premiums? Why am I, you know, I thought I was covered and other things like that. Yet another pitfall uh, to the healthcare industry that uh, patients and the families can fall into. Yeah,
2: and the HMOs are worse. Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. They all...
3: It's actually a great segue in terms of uh, when we're in pharmacy school, I was in pharmacy school, it wasn't that long ago, where we learn about all these amazing therapies and you come out and, uh, you know, on a daily basis, if you go out to our ender department, we'll get a referral and we'll go over coverage and the patient, you know, they're, you know, they're, their copay or their out of pocket is so high. Yeah, um, you know it, it's mind-boggling how how the system works and how ill-informed patients are about their insurance coverage. And again, we don't use insurance unless we need it. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we're the folks who have to again break the bad news about their insurance coverage. And uh, there's there's um, the one good thing that's happened uh, is that there's the, the Cures Act, which now um, hopefully in 2020 will pay for um, will pay for home infusion therapy. Because again, it's a big misnomer with patients having Medicare. Medicare being right. especially about, uh, majority of our business is going to be IV antibiotics. And when they come home, their, their idea is that, well, Medicare, Medicare will pay for it and um, hopefully as of 2020 Medicare will be paying for those drugs Um, but but until then we have to, uh, you know, when a a patient has Medicare Part D and they don't have any other insurance, then we have to work with them and give them a cash quote for the supplies they'll need at home and and what we do again is, is try to make sure that we obviously take care of the patient but have it be a way that they can be able to afford their therapy. Uh, so what we do in comparison to the other folks that are in, in our industry is try to make sure that, uh, we give a cash scope that the patient can afford or work with them. Uh, we have many patients who call and say, I can't afford this. What can you do? We have them go on payment plans. Uh, we try to do what we can on our end. So we, we as a company as a whole and John and I and, and Sammy, uh, we don't let a patient go for financial coverage. That's our, that's our thing, right? Uh, we have a, we have a program for veterans. Sammy was a, was a, he tried to go into the military and the, the uh, for the first Iraq war. So, in in terms of vets, and um, we don't uh, we we supply the um, the out of pocket costs. So, when we have military vet that comes on board, we try to make sure we take care of them because they they are the backbone of of, of this country. And and again, as as immigrants this country, myself, we try to make sure we take care of those folks. Sure,
1: that's good. I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing that. how you're so,
0: talking to to a couple of vet, vets here. Yeah. Eric and I are both. Uh, Military veterans, so that's oh, yeah. near and dear to our heart, on that kind of thing, and my hats off to you for for stepping up to the plate with that kind of yeah, a thing.
1: Yeah, very good. And if uh, patients and their families, or even physicians, have any questions, how could uh, they get a hold of somebody, or is there a, a good way for
3: them to get a hold just to kind of discuss? sure sure we have our, our website premierinfusion.com. okay uh, on there it has our, our toll free number which is 8663652525 uh we're on we, we're on call all the time we're actually i forgot to mention this in terms of uh Uh, of having a live pharmacist on call. Uh, Because again, a patient gets one of those infusion pumps, those curling pumps, and it starts beeping at night. Uh, We don't have an answering service. Uh, When a patient calls after hours, they'll get to press a number to reach a live pharmacist directly on their cell phone. Uh, Very that could, nice. That could yeah. be a really good thing at two o'clock in the morning. That was reassuring that <laughs> sure. you get to talk to a pharmacist. Absolutely, because again, we, we try to put ourselves in, in the position of the patient. If that pump is beeping, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> yes. want to be alone trying to figure out if it's a PCA pump, especially right where it's a pain exactly. pump. Exactly. We want them to be. We we, do, we don't want them to be alone. Just uh, so we want them to have a, an access point to be able to reach somebody immediately. Very so, nice. Great service.
1: Real great. I want to thank. you the both of you for graciously having us come here on location to your wonderful offices and I, and thank you for thank you guys. hosting us.
0: I'd like to say, I think this is uh, one of the best informative shows we've ever had and we are um, can't thank you enough. I mean, that's uh, uh, really great that uh, you let us uh, come here and visit you and, uh, and do this show and uh, I'd like to do another show down the road again
1: with you. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. We're, we're glad to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you. Well, folks, it's been another episode of the Informed Patient Show. Tune in next time for more information to help you and your family navigate through the healthcare system. Until then, please take care. Like us on Facebook and for more information, visit www.informpt.com and also check out some of the stuff we have there. Plus, the Ill-Informed Patient, the healthcare guide for patients, is now available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. So again, until then, take care.
0: This has been the Informed Patient Show with Eric and Roy. Join us next time as we learn more about how to better navigate the health care system. For more information about the hosts and the show, visit our website at www.informpt.com. And please like us on Facebook.